Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Pain. Pain, that's how I describe it. Raw nerve pain. I wear it on my sleeve here. That's what we do. You know, that's why people like this program, because you get what you get with me. No faking. No phony BS. Damn, my Phillies last night. Oh, man. Blew a 4-0 lead. Braves are so great. Phillies and Vols. I, I, take, I take the Phillies and Vols. The Eagles are like seventh on my list. I 
I feel like I was watching Rick Barnes basketball last night. We snatched postseason victory. We snatched a defeat right from the jaws of victory. Brian, did you watch that game last night? Yeah, that was a. Uh, mm. That's one where you're up four nothing in the sixth. You're no hitting somebody, mm. and you have a chance to take complete control of the series. Mm. And if Trey Total Turner doesn't let the them, if Trey Turner doesn't let them score that first run, because he is a goofball who loses his concentration constantly on a baseball field. That's a constant thing with that moron. If that doesn't happen, the Phillies win that game easily. Braves don't score a run. That's what was going to happen. But that's baseball. You open the door for somebody. Well, and it's now, sort of like uh, now I'm looking the Zane didn't home run against Clemson. That's exactly right. Bang out of nowhere. Yep. And now I'm licking my bumps. I want to ask somebody about the about the fan code, the bro code here in a little bit. I want I want to, um, but first, I want you to make me feel better. So I'm just going to go to the phone lines today. Make me feel better today. The Vols and A and M Saturday. I I don't have the greatest feeling about that game either. I'm like in a negative. I'm I'm like in a uh, negative headspace right now. Let me go to the phones. My Phillies and my Vols, man, it just breaks my heart when they lose. It just rips my heart out. Let's get our first call in. I'm, I'm going right to the calls here. That's what we're doing. Hello and welcome in. What's going on, Tony? There you go. It's going to make me feel better. Is that Andy? It sure is. What's going it's on, brother? Make me feel better today, brother. Make me feel better. I'm call- I'm coming to you today, my friend. Well, I've been all right. I, uh... I didn't talk, get to call in last week because yeah. I'll be honest, like I just passed out when I got home. I didn't mm-hmm. wake up till like time to go to work, and uh, so I got a message from one of my friends, and they said, mm-hmm. "Well, Florida was talking about you." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I sure haven't uh, been li- having him live rent free in my freaking head, so mm-hmm. I guess I've been living in his. But, um, I mean, that game, uh, there's not much to say about it. <laughs> what happened, happened. But, um, I mean, this weekend is... What do you think, man? Why, why do I feel like I feel with this game? Do you feel that, too, or do you feel like we're going to TCB, take care of business against these guys? Well, they... I think they understand that they have to wake up every day and they realize that it is a job. It's not like you can't take no days off. And so, you know, the way they've been talking, I've, you know, like Tyler Baron said, you know, we have to take every day. Every day. Like it's our last. Yep. Get 1% better. So, you know, you put in the work, you put in the time on the jug machine, you know, you put in, you know, time uh, with the wide receivers, with Milton, and it really shows when they do. And, you know, I really think that, uh, you know, it's like I, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I told someone, I said, I don't think Milton probably even took that much time off during yeah. this bye week. 
He might have spent time with family and yep. his mom, yep. you know, because, in, you know, charity work. He loves to see his mom. Yep, yep. But I would say he's probably, he was probably working in some facility or something at that time as well. Well, I'll tell you this. The the lines on this game scare me in terms of the offense and defensive line. And Bino said it yesterday. Joe Milton's gone, may probably have to be better than he's been in a Tennessee uniform uh, for us to emerge victorious. Because that's exactly what out. That's exactly what A and M did to Alabama. Now we're going to talk with a gentleman here in about an hour from down there, who's one of our boys that we go to. Uh-huh. Um, Basically, what A&M did to Alabama, Andy, is they said, if you're going to beat us, your quarterback's going to beat us, and we're not going to let your quarterback run, and we're not going to let you run. They held him like 30 rushing yards, and they said, your quarterback's going to have to make plays downfield, which is what Melrose did, and I don't know, man. This this, And he's not that great. No, he's not great at all. He's not great at all. Should have waxed their asses easily. Yep. Yep. I mean, look how much, I mean, their running back alone was running all over them. Yep. Okay, they busted Monroe, like, what, twice? That one hit alone, I thought they took him out. Unbelievable. Like, kid kept getting hurt. up. Yeah, kid kept. And they still lost. It's incredible. I mean, it's just, A&M, man, their defensive line, like you said it, I mean, they, they get started like the hammer, and they finish like Shaquille, as we used to say back in the you day. Know, did you see? Now I know the people that um, that give Javante Spragans the stuffed animals, the plush toy, and you know they have had that. They had had that that uh, Gamecocks chicken for almost two years. Isn't that great? That got stolen. Now wow. I. I I found him on Twitter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I tagged him, and I said, I did. I called him. I was like, you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. I was like, you do realize that's theft? I was like, that was... So you found the thief? Fault. You found the thief on Twitter? You tracked it down? I know. I knew exactly. When I found out what player it what was... What it was and how it went. Yeah. Yep. Um. At first, I thought they had... The way they had told me was... It got stolen from the tailgate. Well, it didn't get stolen from the tailgate. Okay. And I'll tell you what, they, they that player and any of South Carolina's players better right. be glad that Javante Spragans did not decide to retaliate. Was it Spragans' because chicken that disappeared? Who, whose chicken? Wait a second. Whose chicken was it that disappeared? Was it was it Spragans' chicken? Whose chicken was it? Yes, Javante Spragans was. It was given to him okay. by uh, of all fans. Uh huh. And then, and then what happened? Okay. Then what was yes. the chain of custody, Andy? From there, what happened to the chicken? Uh, he must have went up to Javante's and and, right. and just grabbed it from him. And Javante's acted like he wanted to go after him, which he started to, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then he just decided not to. And I tell you what. Is anybody in that stadium better mm-hmm. be glad because there's not one cop on that on on that force that could stop Spragans. There's not. So Spragans was going to whoop. Spragans was getting ready to whoop a man for taking his check. And is what you're saying? That dude is dangerous if you test him because I mean, look what he has done to players. He pancakes the crap out of them. 
And if, if any of those South Carolina players thought that they were going to whoop any of those players, I mean, you would have had John Campbell on your ass in five seconds. Oh, right on it. So right close. on it. Hey, That's two pancake cities alone. Question for you. Make me feel better. I need you to bust a rhyme. I need some freestyle today. I'm in total pain. My Phillies blew a 4 nothing lead last night, Andy. Kind of like you well, coming you back know, from Gainesville. really hard. Well, just give me something. You know, you coming back from Gainesville. Remember the pain you were in? That's a pain I'm in, man. I'm in a dark place right now, sports-wise. I'm right in the pit of my belly. I need you to. I need you to turn it up a notch for me. Bring it up a little bit. Right. Bring it. Turn it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. VFS flag coming to Knoxville this Saturday. You know what? We about to take it to Texas A&M like a stake. You know what? Tennessee gonna hit them like an earthquake. You know what? Tony said he's going to wake up. He might do a shake and bake. You know, he said, no, I'd just rather have a filet. GBO, I'm going to bring this flow this weekend in the heat. Yeah, that's right. Texas A&M fans, you better take a seat. Boom! Andy, thank you. Have a great day. I want that chicken returned by sundown. Whoever took the chicken. And I really want to be up two games and nothing. Chicken Gate 2023. Now, Brian, I want to talk to you about fan etiquette. Fan on fan, man on man etiquette. Can we do this now on the show? Yep, that's what we're here for. All right. So last night, when Riley's ball cleared the fence, okay? Oh, man. I got texted by a guy who's a caller to this show, but doesn't ever text me a st- text me stuff, okay? And I got texted when the ball cleared the yard. Now, I had to hear from this person after game one, and I didn't say boo to Braves fans yesterday, Brian. I was very, I didn't say one word about the game, did I, on the air yesterday? Not a word. I might have said, I don't get Spencer Strider going after his pitching coach, but that's just talking about there the game. Was no, there was no smack talk on None. Because I and, and last there year was when talk the Phillies about the game, but no smack. And talk. last year when the Phillies beat the Braves, I didn't do that either. Brian, I got a text last night from a guy who calls this show. Okay, who last texted me? Uh, he texts me every once in a while during the show. Okay? I'm not going to say was his it name. Joshy Bo- no, no, it wasn't Joshy, Joshy Boy. Boy. I'm not going to say his okay. name. No, it wasn't Joshy Boy. But he texts me at 9 p.m. Eastern last night. I can send you a screenshot of this. 9 p.m. Because I'll show you what I said back to him. Now, Phillies just blew a 4 nothing lead. My adrenaline is all-time high. My son's down there. I grew up in Philadelphia. And he texts me, how about those Braves with four exclamation points? To which I text back, Brian, F you. <laughs> to which he texts back, LOL, that's very nice. To which I text him back, don't text me blank during a game. I've never done that to you, and I'm not kidding. He texts me back, clutch. I text him, go away. He texts me, what a jerk, and I said, you certainly are. To text me that is BS. I'm trying to enjoy my night here. He said, wow, deleting your number, grow up. Now, who's right and who's wrong in that exchange, Brian? I'm sitting there minding my own business, enjoying a game, and that guy gets in my space. 
And he's a caller to this show. And I'm not going to use his name. That's not important. Well, but the point is, the point is, you got to respect people's time and you got to understand time and place, in my opinion. I don't go around texting people. I don't go around tweeting at people. I don't go around getting in people's faces during games. That's my time. When the adrenaline, now, look, an hour or two later, you want to text it? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll receive it then. Whatever. The next day, hey, how about them Braves? Whatever. But in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, you're getting clapped at, and you're getting a big F you from me, because I ain't taking that. Who's right and who's wrong? I want to talk about fan etiquette today. If somebody texts you or gets in your DMs when your team's getting beat, and they didn't say a word after game one when their team got wiped out, they didn't say a word. I call that chicken bleep right on the air. I don't like that at all. I don't do well, that to people. Do you do that to people, Brian? No, I, I certainly wouldn't when it was happening, and I don't know that I would two days later or even the next well, day. Exactly. I, here's a, here's what – that was the first game. That was one game. They could still go up to Philly and lose twice and be done. That's not the point. And then I'm not even talking guy, about the series. I'm not talking about the series. I'm talking about what's right fan etiquette in the moment. Is Basilio right or is he right? And I should be able to take that. Well, okay. That's not, first of all, he's not a guy I exchange texts with. He's not. He's a caller to the show. That's the first thing we have to understand here. But even if he was, even if he was, like a friend of mine, he would still get an F you from me if he did that in the moment. I think he crossed the line by continuing the conversation after the second text. Thank you. I think, uh, I think, I don't know that I would have, and it's questionable whether he should have sent the first text. Well, of course he shouldn't have sent the first text. Very, very uh, questionable to none. But once once you sort of wanted to end the conversation, he should not have kept agging you on like that. And then he made me so mad, I sent him three texts at the end. And my wife's like, why don't you just stop? What are you doing? The guy sucked you in. And I said, yeah, that's very true. But my adrenaline, I mean, when you lose a game like that, you're out of your mind. Again, the Phillies were winning 4 nothing last night. I'm sitting there minding my own business at my house, watching the game with my lovely wife. And this guy out of the blue who calls the show texts me, how about those braids of four exclamation points, which I text him back, F you, the, the word. I don't like it one bit that he did that. Not one bit. And, yeah, that's an issue of mine, my language, whatever. Okay, fine. But I keep it real on here. I had a breakfast with a prospective client yesterday she said you do the most honest thing i've ever heard the way you talk on the air the way you talk about your emotions the whole drill benny heel i said that's what we do and i want to know right now if somebody did that to you how would you respond because i didn't take it and i didn't take it last night and i'm not going to take it and I ran it by Bino the Great last night, and he said, he's lucky. He said, I would have told him worse. 
Bino the Great. I say F you to him. He goes, LOL, that's not very nice. And then I say to him, don't text me blank during a game. I've never done that to you, and I'm not kidding. And then he texts me clutch with four exclamation points, and I text him, go away. He says, what a jerk. And then he says, I'm deleting your number. Grow up. Wow. I mean, what? Who's the main character here, Chief? I mean, what in the world? Well, that's... I'm over here. Really I'm over here minding my own business, being way too accessible to people like you. Minding my own business, Bry. Now I want to know from the listener: Is he right and I'm wrong, and I should just take that? Do I have a problem? Am I am I an immature baby? I'll listen to that. You tell me I am. I would never text at somebody during a game ever, like ever. How, uh, do how I text at you, Brian? Do I, t- Brian? No. He's in his. He's probably fifty, forties, fifty. Okay, I'm. I'm trying to guess how old he is. If he's a twenty-something-year-old kid or a thirty-year-old kid, but that still doesn't excuse it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I woke up in the middle of the night, pissed off about it. <laughs> Now, I don't see anything wrong with him asking the question if somebody, you know, uh, about something in the game that strategy-wise the Phillies did that was questionable. Of course not. But just a text that you're in your face. The Braves, the Braves. Dude, where were you Saturday night? Where were you? One one thing that I thought, I don't know why they took that left-handed pitcher out. Alvarado? Yeah. This just wasn't a well-managed game. I never take him out there. No. He's riding to the end until he's they, until they hit him. Yeah, he's smoking hot. They weren't catching him. He he blows the first batter out, and then they go get him. And that you know what that is? And Bino said it. That's 2023 baseball, stupid baseball. That's following a computer instead of your eyes and your brain and your heart. Back to the phone well, we go. Drew Gilbert's home run was, was kind of a result of they were fortunate they took that picture out. Jilly Gilberto. Back to our phones we go. I'm like, hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Jake from Memphis. Hey, Jake in Memphis. Welcome in, Jake. Now, who's on the bro code here, Jake? Am I, uh, am I wrong in the way I responded to that individual, or am I right? So your, your situation reminds me of a lot of um, what happened here in 2017 right. when Florida hit the Hail Mary on us in the last last second all right all the florida scum that i know in my life came out of nowhere and blew up my phone and i think the only thing that game was was nuts right the ending of that game the the ball game last night i mean it's worth a text but it's what he said that makes him wrong i think if he would have said you know man great game what a wild ending right you wouldn't have no i'd have lived with that yeah, I mean, I'd have lived with I think that. The fact he the fact he texted you is not wrong. It's it's what he said. But I mean, <laughs> clapping somebody's face at a moment like that when you've sat there for three and a half hours and watched the game and you're just your adrenaline is going. I mean, I said f you to the guy, and I wrote well, it, I, and that makes me a bad guy, right? That. Does that make me a bad guy? 
No, 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 because even if he even if he said that two hours after the game or a day after the game, it's still wrong. It's it's, it's what he said. I mean, you still would have been pissed about this morning if he texted that. Probably. Day. So I mean, you know that that. So Tony, three years ago when I became obsessed with college baseball, I the reason why I became obsessed. Well, Tony V is the reason why, but the, one of the other reasons why is because of like you, how you describe college baseball, you say that. You know, it's great because of the imperfections. Yep. And and I'm sorry that it was at your expense, yep. but that game last night felt like a college baseball game. No question. That's a really good way of putting it. A, a dear friend of mine who's a Braves fan was down there, and he was coming back, um, and he was coming back uh, from the game, and he called me, and uh, he was like, man, what a wild game. My son was there last night with his buddies. <clears throat> one was a Braves fan, one of my son's friends. One was a Cardinal fan, one was a Yankee fan. And they all walked out of there going, they just couldn't believe what they just saw. I mean, it was just, it, it was, to me, that's why baseball remains a beautiful sport. Because it's, it's extremely painful when you lose in those playoff games. It, it made me feel like that Notre Dame game a little bit. Except, like Brian said, the Phillies still have a series to play here against a great Braves team, not a good Braves team. I gr- the Phillies are very good too. Those are two very good baseball teams. Might be the two best teams in baseball playing right now. When you oh, look yeah. at everything, they, they shouldn't have. be playing this early. No, when you look at the, two, the what both teams have, uh, uh, somebody show me a National League division round that's better than this one because these are two great teams going at it here. Y'all, y'all will bounce back, and I, but I'm just. Me personally, being honest, not being a, a big MLB fan, I would watch more MLB if if there were games like that. And I know that that's a one kind of just a crazy, but you know, there's a reason why you don't see things like that because you know it's just college baseball. You see that all the time, and I think that's just what makes college baseball. Well, there's also 162 games in the season, and so one game in the middle of June wouldn't have that kind of impact and have that kind of reaction to exactly it, the way it would in the postseason. You right. can only have that kind of kind of game ending reaction in a postseason like that, and that the is, way that that ended that's oh. kind of like a for, for Bryce Harper to be that far off oh. that he's such a reckless that's like a runner. college baseball yeah that is that is a college baseball type mistake that's how Harper plays though he's very reckless he's just in his own head and that's what he does that's who he, that's who he is. Just to, just to pick you up, Tony. I think y'all yeah. talked back. You get back in that in that home stay in that SEC environment. Yeah. They talk about they call. You know, yeah, y- y'all y'all bounce back. I I um if I can't talk about the A and M game, real yep, quick, go for it, um, man. That's what we're here for. Well, one thing that really concerns me about this game is you know <laughs> we we know what we're gonna have to do to, to beat this team, and it's it's actually our biggest weakness, and that's what scares me is. We are dead last in the conference in explosive plays, and what did Bama have to do to beat them? Boy, that's a great little nugget for tomorrow. It just really, I mean, it's so, it just pops out at me that it's like this is what they're going to force us to do, and we have not proven to date that we can do it, and Milton is going to have to do it. And, you know, maybe this this is the week where Squirrel just blows up and becomes, you know what? What we thought he could be this this year, and what Jalen turned into last year after after Tillman's injury, it's what we're going to need, and we're going to need him to be that because that's what they're going to they're going to man they're going to force us to do that. And 
you know, if we can do that, it's going to be a fun, exciting game. We're going to be up and down the field, but do we trust Joe to do that? And yeah, that's, that's do you that's do you trust Joe? Do you trust Joe? Because they're going to have to turn him loose. Because I don't think A and M's going to let Tennessee run the run the football this week. I I don't, um, and I mainly I, I definitely don't because. I'm not sure if that knee is fully still 100% because we need him to run the ball. And he had no desire, probably, you know, purposefully, the coaches were telling him not to run against South Carolina. Yeah. um, If he can't run the ball, I mean, it just, it it takes away a major dimension of our offense that that we're going to need. And I no, I don't I don't trust him to do that. And that's why I think the line is where it's at. I mean it's basically a pick up yep. with that line. Yep. And I don't know. I think it, I mean it'll it'll be fun to see what, what happens because we're gonna have to adjust. We're gonna have to and I think the coaches know that. Yep. We're gonna probably see a lot of screens um to to running backs and you know probably a lot of that of what we saw the first couple of games when we were throwing the wide receivers on those screens so often. But um, you know, it should be it should be a fun environment. I, I mean, how, how are you feeling about it, Tony? I mean, did you, did it scares me. This game scares me. This game, um, I'm a big believer. The more things change, the more they stay the same. These games are line of scrimmage football games. Still, despite how we want to think, the only thing that really gives me solace, if A and M wasn't A and M, let's put it this way, if they came in here and uh, they had like Mississippi State on their helmets, they'd really scare me. But because they're A and M. Their history is they lose this game, but then again, their history is they win this game because their season's already over for all intents and purposes. And they're a program built off semi-loud wins, which is what this would be for them, after giving up an opportunity to win a division last week, which is what they did. I mean, basically, they've opened the door now, Jake, for a 9-3 and Alabama team to finish 11-1. and That's what they've set the table for by allowing an Alabama team – that committed 100 yards in penalties, 13 penalties in a game, uh, and all Alabama could do was make big plays downfield because they took everything away from them, and they allowed Alabama to do it. They let Alabama get off the hook last week. It was, it was so well, Texas yeah. A&M. It was that's, so the, the Dallas Aggies, as Bino calls them. <laughs> that's what concerns me. Is that I, It's, it's kind of weird that... Yep. Even after a loss, after seeing A&M lose, I feel worse about this game. I know. Because I saw how dominant that defense was. Bama only rushed for 23 yards. 23 yards. Thank and you, Jake. Gonna, yep, thank you. Yeah, Great talking to you, man. He's he's singing kind of off my songbook. Now, look, I'll get more woolly by week's end. you got to understand something. I'm, laying, I'm writhing in pain over here after last night. I'm in like... Uh, Sports Trauma 101, help me along. Got a special guest on the TLD Logistics Hotline coming up at noon. Robert Cessna is going to fly his plane in here. More after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, $5.99 a pound, assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, green cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, Niagara 24-pack water, 3 for 10, and Coca-Cola 6-packs, 3 for 10. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale October 12th to the 14th, but I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, man, fantastic. Thank you. And we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. 
a.m. till 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. It's a great specials, fantastic staff. And, uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And uh, I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. I'm talking about fan etiquette. I'm talking about fan etiquette here or friend etiquette or whatever etiquette it is because I'm dealing with a moron who just shot me a... um, just shot me a um, thing that said too soon, and it's a Braves postseason. I just sent it to you, Bry. Win as one NLDS thing. I mean, this moron, I never said one word to this guy. And and I respect the Braves. I, I think the Braves have an incredible team. I'm, you know, one of my friends has gone through a tough time. I was happy he got a win last night. I told him so. interesting thing is getting ready to happen in the uh, Big 12. The Big 12 making a move on the rest of uh, college sports. Remember, I told you that Big 12 commissioner is a pretty sharp guy. I told you that when he got the job. And they outmaneuvered the folks on the left coast. Because he he came in without a college background. He's not like these guys that are insular in in that industry. Apparently, Gonzaga, and word leaked out yesterday, Dennis Dodd was talking about this. There's a, um, there is a quote I have at the bottom of the blog. I'll read it to you from tclub.team today, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, let's see here. There's a quote from tclub.team today. And uh, it's at the very bottom of the blog, and it's about, it's regarding um, Tennessee hoops. And where is it? Why is it not in there? It's weird. Uh, Anyway, basically, Tennessee basketball, here it is. Tennessee basketball, this is from Dennis Dodd. Gonzaga's getting ready to join the Big 12. They're getting ready to start form their own basketball-only league. Brian, have you seen this? They're going to have a football league and a basketball league. Two sources of revenue. They're going to farm out their basketball contract. They're going to break it off from their football deal, and they're going to make it its own thing, which is kind of a smart move on their part. They're going to add Gonzaga. Here's what Dennis Dodd said. Gonzaga... Dennis Dodd wrote on Twitter yesterday, is a surprising fifth on a metric called TV power per a consultant. It sits behind. Here are the following uh, teams in terms of TV power. TV power. This is the power to draw eyeballs when you're on television. Tennessee's actually in this. For those of you who want to act like Tennessee basketball is a pile of garbage and a pile of rubbish, and it never was, you're dead wrong. It's one of the best basketball jobs in America. That's why we should be able to go we should be able to go further in March sadness than we do here. It's a disgrace that we've never been past an Elite Eight here. It just is. If you guys want to blame it on Rick Barnes, blame it on him. But it's our history here. It shouldn't be our history. It shouldn't be our history, but it's our history. It's not his fault. He didn't do it. 
move along. This is from Dennis Dodd. Gonzaga is a surprising fifth on a metric called TV power per consultant. It sits behind. Who's number one, Brian? What do you think? TV power. Well, it's, it's got to be. I saw the four teams ahead of them. It's Kentucky, Duke, Duke North Duke, Carolina, Kansas. Duke is one. Kentucky is two, which makes sense to me. Kentucky basketball is on. You're going to look at it. North Carolina basketball is on. You're going to look at it. Kansas basketball is on. You're going to look at it. Number five is Ohio State. Number six is Michigan. Number seven is Michigan State. All right, hang on. One, two, three, four. Kansas four. Gonzaga's five. Ohio State six. Michigan seven. Kansas State's eight. Arkansas's nine. And the Vols are ten. Brian, how surprised are you that the Vols are in the top ten in something called TV power? which means they are a huge national brand in college basketball. How surprising is that to you, Brian? I, not at all, really. I, I think ever since the Bruce Pearl year, those that time, I, I believe they've been a brand that's that's been very marketable, and especially in a era where there's more and more games on television that they put on, I think there's some power in that T coming on there, coming on your screen. So, I, not not at all. Not at all. It's pretty interesting, though, nonetheless, isn't it? Yes, very, very much so. It's kind of official. Back to our phones. And we'll go back to our phones. We'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You're live on your Basilio show on a Tuesday. Hello. Hi, Tony. What's going on, man? Hey, Josh. How you doing, brother? Josh. I, I'm. Uh, I'm still kind of sick to my stomach. Hell of a game. That was a hey. That was a hell of a game last night, man. Good. Good win. Good win for your boys. Great. There's no way I'm gonna give you hell because I know. I've been exactly where you are. Thank you. You're a normal person, and, uh, unlike this other a-hole who's a complete yeah. rhymes with Rick. No offense to him. Postseason post baseball is the most stressful. This is how decent people talk to each other. Instead of a guy who proclaimed that he was the number one Tennessee baseball fan, I don't even watch the Braves anymore, until it's time to get in my face about it. And now he's, like, still texting me stuff because he's listening to the show and I'm aggravating him because I'm calling him out for the jerk that he is. And you got to admit that that's jerk behavior. From one brave fan to another, tell him, Josh, that's jerk behavior, the way he's behaving. Yeah, it's kind of, uh... I, it's asking it for an ass-whipping is what it is. Myself. It's asking for an ass-whipping is what it is. That's what it is. I would be mine as hell, Tony. I would cuss. I don't cuss one of my buddies. Thank you. Way. This guy's not even my buddy. This guy doesn't text me, stop. We don't text each other. What are you kidding me? I don't know, man, but uh postseason baseball is one of the most torturous, rewarding, uh intense. I, I mean there's nothing else like it, Tony. It's a great and, uh, sport. It's an absolutely incredible when your team's in it 
And I feel sorry for the Braves because you guys have not delivered your team for you guys down through the years so much that you were thinking in the sixth inning yesterday, here we go again. You were thinking that yesterday. Here we yeah, go again. Yeah, and I'm right. I, Tony, I, I'm not a white flagger. I don't quit, but I, right. I get on Twitter. Right. And I, I, read, I read everybody's tweets. Josh Spoon's hollering, we're going to get swept. Uh, uh, w screaming, the same old Rick Barnes baseball. You know, so uh, I don't know, man. I just hope we can uh, find our bats here. I hate this layoff, Tony. I just soon almost win a wild card, to be honest with you. We always well, screw this up, it seems like. If you look at it right now, the layoff, all the teams with the layoff, Houston's tied 1-1 against a team that has zero postseason history in recent years. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers are down 2-0. The Baltimore Orioles in their building are down 2-0. And if the idiot that plays shortstop for the Phillies would pay attention in a baseball game, you guys would be down 2-0 right now. Yeah, so cost the Phillies game. I, I think the layoff, I think baseball needs to reevaluate the way they're doing this because I'm going to tell you something. This thing only being a five-game series is really a disgrace to the sport because oh, these God, two teams. Huh? Five-game series doesn't really reveal who who's has the better team. No. I mean, if you've got two, two really good pitchers, you can win a five-game series pretty easily. And, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, to they win should be playing the Diamondbacks games, instead. I know. We, we, if we play the Diamondbacks, Brian, they would wipe us off the field right now. Thank God. I, That's going to be the problem. The winner of this series has to go play that team. And they are – Josh, I don't know if you've seen them – but they are hotter than a firecracker. They're going through the Dodgers like they're not even there. Yeah, but the Dodgers have some injuries. They do. Just like you guys. Yeah, just like you guys. You guys have that pitching staff. And that's the other thing. If the Phils get by the Braves, I'm not going to go on here and, like, go crazy because the Braves are all beat up. I mean, last night, that kid's pitching with a compound on his hand. He can't grab the ball. It's obvious. He couldn't locate last night. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't going to get on here today. And You guys are all beat up. The Phillies should get by you right now if you look well, at it. Uh, we just got to start hitting the ball. Time well, that's true. Be, I mean, you know, I hate for them to have a year like they've had and then I know. show up in the postseason no. and just lay an egg. I mean, it's kind of no. – I was I was sick, man. Oh, I know. Almost like a – like a family member died or something. That That's how I felt. Hey, a little bit. hey, when that ball left the yard last night, Josh, I sat there, and my wife said, what's the matter? And I said, she was like, she's getting ready to cry. I said, That's how I feel. I said, That hurts my heart, what just happened. And very few sporting events anymore when you do this, talk to anybody that does what I do, can make you feel that way. That baseball game did that to me last night. That thing was a kick in the gut, man. A real kick in the gut. It's so intense, Tony. That's what I'm talking about. Every pitch, man. 162 games is riding on this next pitch. Yep. You've watched all summer. You've watched, it's like a, it's built up, built yep. up, built up. Yep. And it's down to one inning, one bottom of one inning, you know, one batter. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. I can't hardly. I had one eye closed. <laughs> hey, when Cash Steeler hit that ball, which I call him Cash Steeler, when he hit that ball last night, I bet you were thinking to yourself, that freaking thing's gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
And that Harris guy climbed the wall like Bo Jackson in Kansas City back in the day, sprung off the wall and made a circus catch. Just an awesome play, man. We have to win this game next week, Tony, to win a series. So, Maybe. And this thing Maybe. Game's the most important. Maybe. Game we'll of the see. Year. Maybe. I think you guys are going to win the series in five. I thought that the whole time. I think Strider is a huge edge for you. Although, can the crowd, if the Braves go down two to one, will Strider be able to save them and bring it back? I mean, that would be interesting to say how he would pitch in Philly. It's been a, uh, I don't want to say great series, but. It's been a great series. that was well, great last night. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was great last night. And the play, and the play that, and the play Trey Turner made in the at the end of the first game to save the game for the Phillies. Great baseball, man. Great series. There you go. It's a great series. It's two. Listen, it's two great teams with two deep bullpens with. To, with loaded rosters, I mean, it's it I does. I think it's the two best teams in the NL, Tom. Maybe in baseball. Yeah, maybe in baseball. Yeah, I believe it is. Thank anyway, you, brother. Good talking to you. <sighs> Total pain, man. Hello and welcome in, and and now it's got me all negative for Saturday and Drval. I'll come to you, but it's got me all like, it, you get all up in your feels, man, when this happens to you. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, don't be negative, but but let me explain something to you, okay? I'll give you a little history. Give me some history. I've uh, lived in Knoxville about 15 years, but I grew up in Atlanta. So right I'm on, yeah. From the Smosey Glavin years, yes. the Dale Murphy years, the Bob Horner years. Yes! Rolling Office years. and Bob Horner, Chief Nakahoma in the old Fulton County Stadium. Exactly, the round one. I'm talking about Rafael Ramirez. Yes. He's about five feet tall. Yes. Okay, so I'm a Braves fan. I am a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. Fanatical. And and obviously you're a Phillies fan. Fanatical. Yep. Okay? What you have to realize in the world of sports, and hold on, I'm in the Chick-fil-A line. Thank you. Yeah, I'm in the Chick-fil-A drive All right. through. What are you getting today, man, so I can eat vicariously uh, through you? I'm number one. My name is Brian C., and I got my order online. So it's there? Okay. Nope. Thank you. See, Chick-fil-A be handling the business. Right on, Brian. Got you a little lunch, man. Eat you some waffle fries. Treat yourself today. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> what happens with mature fans is this. And maybe this guy thought that you were more of a friend than just uh, uh, like a sports watcher or a fan because I can call my friends that are whatever fans and I can give them the business when their team loses. Right. I mean, I can give it to them hard because right. I know they're going to call me back right. when the Braves lose right. or the Falcons or whoever right. and they're going to give me the business. Right. But it's just the business between friends so like i don't know what your relationship with is with him I, I haven't texted i haven't had a personal text with that guy in my life okay okay so so he'll so text there, me stuff about the show like, he'll text me stuff yeah. about the show all right. and okay. time and place right. right here's my thing time and place man it's like if you do that the next day i ignore it because my adrenaline's gone in <laughs> okay, the moment in the moment you're getting F you texted right back to you, and you screenshot it and put it on Twitter and say this guy's a jerk. But half the people 
will go, oh, you did that to him? Most people would say, you deserve that. Most people would say that. I think, I think, <laughs> Brian, Brian, what's your verdict? Does he deserve to get that response? Uh, I, I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the, like you told me, the context is you told me you don't really know him, just texting him. So, no, your response wasn't, wasn't bad. Thank you. You, you can do that. Thank you. You can do that. However, and he's still like, blowing me up because he's listening to the show right now. He's texting yeah. me like three things since the show's been on, so he's not <laughs> repenting at all about it. He's being a complete rhymes with Rick. No offense to him. Okay, all right. So I got, I got more context. I understand now. Yeah. I'm going to say, if he's your buddy, he can do that. And then the next time we And the next time you call him right, and you go, hey, man, don't do that to me again. That's right. Right, right, right. right. I asked him nicely. I asked him, don't. I said, go away. And he kept texting me, and I'm like, dude, you don't get it. You don't get. I'm not in the headspace for this. And that's the thing about sports that we all kind of get is that you can see why, and I can see why, people that go to these games end up fist fighting with each other because you do things ordinarily in real life you wouldn't do. Exactly. It's what it does That's to you. True. It That's puts true. you in like an altered state, and I was in that state last night. Brian, I was, when you guys won that game, hey, good yeah. for you. I'm glad you're smiling today. I was yeah. laying on the ground writhing in pain last night. <laughs> I was in total I, pain. I, 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 you know, I, alcohol I does not have to be involved. No, I wasn't drinking last all. night, Brian. I wasn't right. drinking. To do dumb things around a sporting event. I wasn't I can drinking. Tell you that for I sure. hope I'm, he was I've drunk. Been, I wasn't drinking. I've been in that situation. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't able to watch last night, but I was watching like social media, uh, and I saw a uh, friend of mine say, "We're down four zero," and I'm like, "Oh, oh crap. no!" And then I didn't look anymore. And then when I saw the final, I was like, "Ah, <laughs> this is crazy!" So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude, yeah, dude needs to back up. Let me speak. What's his? Oh, I guess you can't tell me. I'm not gonna say no. I'm not doing. That. Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister. Text guy, relax. He ain't going to do Just it. Relax. He's digging in his heels, and he's right. I'm going to show him. I'm going to keep texting him and show him how selfish of a pig I am. I appreciate you. Thank you. Look, you're not the main character, dude. You think you are, and you thought you are on here for a while, but you're not. You're not the main character. So get that through your thick head. I was not bothering you last night. You jumped into my world, and it's poor fan etiquette. You don't, we don't, I don't treat people like that. You don't see. I didn't get on here yesterday crowing about it because I knew Braves fans were in pain. Why would I do that to you? Now, I'm, I would do that to Florida fans. I would do that to Bama fans. Absolutely. But my Braves fans, I live among them. The Bammers I live among are, I don't know what you are, but I'll do that to you. Of course, you're going to go 11-1 this year and win the West. Dr. Vaughn, what happened to you? I just invited you to speak, and can you hear me? For, go, go for it. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Well, you kind of stole my thunder, Tony. See, I, that's how I am. It depends on how I know a person. Like when we beat Bama last year, I kept a list for since 2009 of Bama fans I was going to contact if we ever beat them. <laughs> and I hold grudges, Tony. One is the guy who actually, he may be listening to the show. He's a retired doctor, and the reason why I think he's listening was I had you playing one night in the uh, control room, and he said, is that silly? I said, yeah. But I texted him right before my phone died and right before I got onto the field and we made that kick, roll effing tide. <laughs> and he, he blocked my number. From him for a decade, Tony, a decade, and he actually went to medical school at Tennessee. So when he come in, he'd talk his crap to me, and I'd say, "Well, we 
you know, y'all beat your alma mater. But he couldn't handle it. But if it's somebody that, like, takes it serious or you don't really know that well, I don't really see the point in. Right. Like, why? And this is a guy that got on here last year and self-proclaimed, Brian Hartman, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't watch the Braves anymore. I follow the baseball balls. Is that right, Brian? But then the first second you get a chance to clap in he my said face that about several it. Times. Okay, he and said then the that first chance times. you get to clap in my face about it, you clap in my face? I'm like, what are we doing here, man? No. I don't treat you like that. I've never texted you in my life for anything. In fact that's when somebody that's when somebody's gonna get whipped. That's exactly right. Well, because I had that happen in 09, and it was a guy that Tony used to be a Tennessee fan in 06. They hired Saban, and he's a magical band. Oh, no, not those people. Yeah, and I'm 20 years old, don't have kids, not married, have nothing to lose. A guy gets in my face, as soon as Terrence Cody blocks that kick, and it was on. And you just can't do that to people. And 18, I was at Vandy Stadium. And they went out by three touchdowns. And a, yeah, I've, you met me, Tony. I'm not a small guy, but there was a small guy in front of me that started yelling my face. And I told my friend, I said, I'm about to rip this guy apart. There, there's a time and a place. Time and a place. Like on Twitter, I, that's what I enjoy doing. When we beat a team, I immediately go to their, their Twittiots and start quote tweeting how they were going to beat us with the score. That's a little bit different. You're <laughs> well, you're like, the, you're having fun on social media. You're not texting somebody's personal self. I mean, what are we doing? Leave the guy alone. He's not working. That's what I said. I said, dude, I'm on my own time. I'm not bothering you. I'm not on a post game show right now. I'm trying to get away from sport. I'm trying to watch my team here, man. Have some respect for another human being. So you don't think I'm taking it too far? You don't think I'm taking it too far by being angry about it? No, I've been pissed, Tony. I mean, I would have, I would have said, "Come on over." It'd been different if you had done that to him in the past. Exactly. But if you had that relationship, no, no I've never done that. Never, he's never even crossed my mind. No offense yeah. to him, I, but he thinks he's the main character. Is the point here? And Chief, you're not. You're not the main character. Sorry. The only reason we're talking about this today is it's my show, and you did it to me. I didn't do it to you. That's why we're talking about it. And I'm not using your name. I threw a context clue out there because he keeps texting me. If he keeps texting me, he's going to get his name used on here, and I'm going to immortalize him. He's going to get immortalized. if he want, That's what he yeah. wants. I'm petty. I, I would oust him. Now, Tony, about the game Saturday. Yes, sir. You know, one thing I appreciate with you is me and you've had the same take on Milton. I, I don't believe in him. I still don't believe in him. i got to see something more. And I don't think he's a quarterback that can beat A&M. All I kept thinking about when I saw Milrow running around was, Milton can't do that against their front side. No, he can't. Mm-mm. And I think he's going to get killed. Well, he, we better hope his knee, knee has healed, because last week when he tried to run, it was obvious that he was still addled the last time we saw him. And their defensive line and their backers are going to put pressure. They're going to force him to make plays downfield, and they're going to force him to put the ball up quickly. They're going to see that Florida tape, and they're going to try to duplicate that. And they're going to see what he did against South Carolina, and they're going to try to duplicate that. And, and I don't blame them. But here's what I'm holding on to, D.R. They've got a guy on their roster who's about as smart as that dude that was texting me last night, a mental midget. And, and let me tell you, that is a huge advantage for the Vols. The Vols have a huge advantage in coaching, Saturday. Huge advantage. I agree. I just, I'm going to get scared, Tony. First two, three drives, if they're st- stopping our run game. Oh, yeah. I'll be very nervous. Uh, f- yes, sir. Thank you, brother. We need to start quickly. 
and I appreciate you uh, checking in with us, Dr. Always good to catch in with check in with the Dr. But uh, great to uh, hear from him today. If you want to get in, eight six five two hundred five four zero two the number. All lines are jammed, as they will stay throughout. I mean, geez, Louise, people, time and place, time and place. The time. It's time for us to take a brief time out, hour two after this. Robert Cessna flies his plane. I want to know what the mood is at A&M following that loss. We'll go with him, and then we'll get back to the phone calls after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. 
I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. You're hearing a little dead air there, and I apologize, because I was talking to Robert Cessna off the air. And he is terrific. And he's nice to join us. He, he joined us last week. Bryant College Station Eagle. And when Robert Cessna lands in here, we become smarter for it. And we'll go back to the phones here momentarily. But, Robert, last week you and I were talking on here, and you're so nice to come on and, and do this again. I just thank you off the air. And I, I mean every word I say. I love you because, and I was bragging on you to John Adams the other day when he appeared on here. He appears on here on Thursdays, the co- longtime columnist, Hall of Fame columnist sure, from the, yeah, from the uh, Knoxville News Sentinel. And, and I was bragging on you to him because i said you know at some point when you've been doing it long enough you 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 just call like it is i mean you just kind of get up and you just kind of call balls and strikes i mean i just don't see how texas a&m lost that game on saturday i still can't believe they lost that game on saturday yeah but people that wear maroon they know they lost them and they know they've lost those kind of games before. And unfortunately, in the back of their head, they're thinking, we'll lose these kind of games again. Talk to me. about every. You and I were just talking off the air. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this at you, okay? This is what happened in the game to the living listener. Now, now, off the air, we were talking a second ago, and Robert distilled this down for me. But you tell me if your team wins when they do this, Okay. Texas A&M, Alabama committed 14 penalties in the game. They rushed for 23 yards. They lost the turnover battle. They were 4 of 12 on third downs in the game, and they still lost. And, and, you know, you got me awake. I forgot to also add, they gave up six sacks. You know, you want to throw in another thing. Usually when you give up six sacks, that means you're in desperation. And, you, you know, once again, is everything of those things pointed towards a win or a loss if you're Alabama, and instead Alabama walked out of here leading the SEC West. How? Uh, it's well, easy to point to Jimbo way, Fisher, right? But my partner on here yesterday, Bina, said, Jimbo Fisher needs to figure out which is it. Are we going to be aggressive in the first half? Or are we going to, like, clam up in the second hand? You can't be both. I mean, you've got to, like, believe in something in a game like that, don't you? Well, it's like the first half, you know, if you're saying you're up by seven, and don't, don't, what's lost in this to me, a lot of people don't remember is 
they went right down the field in the first possession. They picked up like 56 yards on six plays, third and one, get nothing, fourth and nothing, get nothing. They get no points. It could have been 20 to 10 at halftime. You could have been up by two scores, and then that plays in your head a little bit because once A&M got down by two scores, the game was over. But if Alabama's not not up by one score, down by one score but two scores it mentally might have meant something but once again when you don't win those games those kind of things come back back to bite you in the butt and so they come out in the second half and first five possessions nothing alabama scores back-to-back touchdown and not only is game on game's over what did alabama do the adjustment they made first half to second half because it was truly a tale of two halves in terms of the way they defended them. What did Alabama do that allowed them to shut that team down? Came up with a quick turnover in the third quarter. Right after Bama turned the ball over, two plays later, Bama, in championship fashion, you got to give him credit, because this guy's about to coach a 9-3 and team to an 11-1 finish, which I don't think Alabama has 11-1 material. I don't. I don't know what you think. I think Texas A&M has better material than them. But what did they do in the second half to allow them to sort of shut them down. Well, just the pressure from the defense. That that's that's their calling card. Their defense. So their defense put enough pressure on Max Johnson and the offense, and A and M did not adjust enough, making calls, formations, or what you have have what what you want to call because the offense just shut down after they only got three points in the second half. They only got total 13 points out of four trips into the red zone. You got to blame a lot of the blame on the offense, which is Jimbo's deal, which is why he hired Petrino, but they did not get it done because you got to score points in today's football. Even with Alabama, they know they got to probably keep it in the 20s, low 30s to win, and they did that, and their defense came out. The greatest thing I think watching Max Johnson is, is also his, Liability holds on to the ball too much, which was great in the first half because he made a couple big completions, but then, uh, you know, made one hiccup. As you mentioned, that big interception, and Jimbo says, well, you know, when you watch the film, we missed a twist, and you go back and look. Pro football focus shows that every A&M offensive lineman gave up a sack. They gave up a total of nine quarterback pressures, Football has become more about what can you do to the quarterback and what can your quarterback do. And they took A&M's quarterback out of the game in the second half because of their pressure. And A&M couldn't run the ball either. So neither team could run the ball. So it became what quarterback could make the plays. And A&M's, I mean, Alabama's Milrow took advantage Unbelievable. of a secondary that's a little bit weak. Milrow hadn't completed that many passes maybe since eighth grade. I mean, what in the world? They let the guy throw for, what, 330, 330? I mean, he had a career game, and a lot of it was to Burton, and a lot of it was picking on this DeBerry guy. Did you know coming into the game that this DeBerry guy was a weak spot? And is he a weak spot, or did he just have a bad game? He's a weak spot, and you go if you look back in the articles that anybody has written or deal is, he's, he's a transfer from Boston College. Uh, he was victimized in the Miami game when A&M was torched by five touchdowns by Taylor Van Dyke, and now that Miami team doesn't look that good that they can't know how to take a knee. And then even last week, 
week before when they would beat Arkansas, had the game in hand, and they're up by two scores or three scores. It all runs together, but Arkansas has to score fast, so they got their receiver, goes down, does a post route inside on DeBerry, beats them, 52-yard touchdown, and suddenly, you know, 48, suddenly Arkansas feels a little bit more life, but you can't give that up. And to Jimbo's credit, he said, well, he's he makes a lot of plays. He's there. The guy they wanted, maybe Tony Grimes, a transfer also, uh, I think he's from uh, Florida State, I forget, maybe North Carolina. He hasn't been able to get on the field because of a lower leg injury. They've got three transfers in to help. The Beast is the best quote of them. Once again, we're not at practice, but he gets victimized in, in the game's third leading tackler on the team. But once again, in the big moments, fail big time. And that's one thing that we're going to focus on. DeBerry is a guy, obviously, the Tennessee fans need to become aware of where he is on the field because unless they help him, the formula for any of these teams against this A&M bunch, the question becomes, can you hold up long enough with your offensive line to get it off? Because they did put the pressure on Milrow. A lot of the throws Milrow made were either on the run. He was not comfortable back there. Talk to them about the pressure that A&M was able to get on Milrow. You talk about the six sacks he gave up, but they pressured him a bunch as well. Well, you got to remember six sacks, but several times they were in his face. He threw a lot of bad passes that you're sitting there like, what is that? But it's better than a sack and a negative play. And once again, is he matured through that. He's a better player today because of that. He's going to say, hey, I got knocked on my butt six times for a sack. I got knocked another six times. But you know what? I threw for 300 yards. We're in the road. We win. And you're right, because if you're playing A&M and a lot of college football, even the NFL, you're going to get three or four shots deep. What can you do? And I haven't done enough research about Tennessee, but Tennessee does a great job so far. Haven't played maybe the schedule that A&M has in protecting the quarterback. And if you can protect the quarterback and Milton's a little bit mobile, you're going to take your shots against this secondary because, you know, Alabama's proven you only got to make three plays. Three plays is 21 points if you go ahead and beat the A&M secondary. So that's that's providing that, that Tennessee can't run the ball. If you can run the ball, then it's even better. So once again, it's, it's all about matchups, and that matchups favored Alabama. That you took a Burton, a guy transferred oh. from Georgia, he doubled his catches from the first five games in one game. And that's very, 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 very interesting. That's an interesting thing you say because Tennessee needs that this weekend. They need somebody to emerge. We were compiling a list of their uh, uh, touchdowns so far by wide receiver. Brian, what's the number right now for the season now for the Vols? Touchdown catches by wide receiver, Brian. What is it? They have, uh, for this season, Yeah, they have a total of, Eight, I believe. Eight. Let me see here. Once, no, make that five. Five, five and five. And Squirrel five White, who's the leading receiver on this team, in five games. Who's the leading wide receiver on this team? The go-to guy, Squirrel White, who had nine targets, nine receptions last time out against South Carolina, does not have a touchdown catch on the year because Tennessee Robert Cessna, who joins us, has been doing it on the ground. And I will ask you of the Bryan College Station Eagle. Will Tennessee be able to run 
on this mighty front of A&M. Has anybody been able to run on this mighty front of A&M? Was Miami able to run on this mighty front of A&M? Because Alabama looked pedestrian. Alabama looked mid-major last week when they tried to run the football. Even with that great quarterback, they couldn't run the football. No, nobody's run the ball on A&M, which is their, their, their biggest improvement because they ranked like 120th, I think it was, last year against the run. That was a sore spot. They couldn't stop anybody. Their linebackers was in the wrong place, and those five-star recruits didn't do the job. What happened is this Edwin Cooper, who had like three sacks last week, he is very fast. He's come of age. And they got a high school kid, a four-star guy, out of Temple, Texas, which is about uh, 70 miles here from Bryan College Station. They actually play in the Bryan District. I actually saw him play a game in high school, and I think he, and I just saw one game, but he's playing better in college than he did in, in uh, high school. Is Tory in York. So they've got two great linebackers, and those linemen are so good, they're keeping the, the, uh, the, offensive line from getting secondary blocks so no one has run on a&m and that's why uh everybody's throwing because auburn did the best job they're they're the only ones well monroe also when the game was out of hand and the second stringers but auburn was the only one that had a little bit of success and they got some out of their quarterback when they put their their running quarterback in so maybe milton can get some yards you bow your head when you say his name. Robert Cessna is bringing it long and strong at us today on a day where we're looking back at what happened to look ahead to the Tennessee game. It's the second one of these CBS games. It's these uh, coveted spots in the league. It's what you call signature football games, um, these games that are on CBS. Robert, it's a weird thing how Arkansas just didn't handle the moment. And I really think they have a better football team than Alabama. Do you, after that game, still think that uh, A&M has better material than Alabama? Well, I mean, definitely on defense. A&M's defense, particularly the front seven. The front seven, and you can hold a lot of teams that are front seven. A&M and Tennessee lead lead the, the you know country whatever in sacks and you know you know in and A&M's played a little, little tougher schedule when you consider to play KJ Jefferson and you played Milrow uh, you know and you you know, some of these mobile quarterbacks they could track them down now A&M's offensive line once again has proved it's probably very average and it's tough to win in the SEC if you don't have good line play on both sides. And we knew coming in, weaknesses for A&M was the offensive line, was the linebackers, and the secondary. Well, the linebackers has come by with flying colors. Offensive line still out to lunch in big games. And the secondary, man, they're, they're getting burnt uh, with all those sacks. Think about how many sacks A&M has, but still they're hurting the, the secondary. So once again, is everybody knows who your weakness is and how can you protect it. And t- what does Alabama do? They know how to win win football games. So they put the, the game in Milrose's hand. Burton steps up. Their defense did, did a great job. Anytime you can have that good a red zone defense and, and do something, I, I would never discount Alabama because they could – look, they shut down Ole Miss. You think about it. Now, now we have enough inventory. Ole Miss gets 706 yards a week after getting like 300-some yards against Alabama. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because Tennessee fans are now salivating when they hear you talk about the offensive line issues of A&M because Tennessee has a couple of – you talked about the emerging linebacker. Tennessee has a couple of emerging youngsters uh, on their defensive line who have – you know, kind of grown up right before our very eyes, which is a great thing about college football. I didn't know your name a couple games ago, and now you're a, a, a real player, a bona fide player at this level, and that's going on. Is there hope for the living Vaugh fan that Tennessee could make life uh, miserable for Johnson, rattle him a little bit? Uh, Robert, what do you think? Well, once again, it gets back to game calling, you know, because Petrino – has done a great job. The offense really had held up well until Alabama. So I got to give their defense a little bit of credit because play calling in the second half didn't help the offensive line or Johnson because he was under pressure too much. He was under pressure, I want to say, like 75% of the time he went back. So that's a little bit of the offensive line, but it's also play calling because if they're sending six, Where's the screen pass? Where's the quick slant that suddenly you get behind all that pressure? And A&M had a couple of those plays. They had one play that maybe would have gone for a touchdown, but the uh, the back linesman ran into Anaya Smith. He was right there. And, you know, once again, it's when you're losing, those kind of things happen because you find a way to lose. And A&M's gone on the road. As we said last week, what's the deal? What, what is better for the tennis, your Tennessee fans? I said, I felt it was A&M loses because now they've got to deal with the hangover of losing to Alabama. Tennessee had an open week. A&M got beat up mentally and physically. Now they haven't won on the road the last seven true road games. And if you look, you go back to 2014, I think it is, since they beat uh, Alabama. Is, I mean, Auburn is their last road win in, you know, uh, if you want to go back, no, excuse me, uh, they've lost seven in a row, seven in a row in a row game. If you want to go back to the last time they beat a ranked team on the road, let me get my facts straight, gang, it's 2014 at Auburn, so they've lost ten straight games on the road to ranked teams. That's true road games, not neutral neutral sites. Well, it's it's interesting. Give me that number one more time. Say that number one more time for the living listener. I want them to buckle up on this. Go ahead. They've lost 10 straight road games in true road games. Like, you got to remember, like, two or three of those is to Alabama. All, one's to, to number one Clemson. So, like, four of those are to top-ranked teams in the nation. But, you know, you also look, you know, between Ole Miss uh, being ranked, being Auburn being ranked. So, you, you know, you're looking at those type of games. And we all we always say at the end of the season, is this team ranked or is this team not ranked? Well, we – me and the outside looking in, I don't know if Tennessee's yet a ranked team. They haven't proved it. If they beat A&M and, and go ahead and maybe down the road play well against Alabama and Georgia and, you know, beat somebody else, then that, that ranking will be validated but or beat Kentucky. But my point being is Tennessee is a ranked team, and A&M's got a chance to end two streaks. They've lost seven straight on the road, and they haven't beaten a ranked team since Auburn in 2014. So that's 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 in in the back of their minds. They haven't been able to do it. And the players were asked yesterday, well, why can't you win in the road? What's the deal? And, and Jimbo basically was asked the same thing. It's there until you get that elephant out of the room. It is there until <laughs> you get it out of the room. He's right. And 
this losing thing perpetuates itself, you know. Tennessee had gone so long without winning a big game in their building, and then all of a sudden they beat Florida last year, and now it's turned into, in a little over 12 months, one of the more difficult places in college football to play. And that's the nature of this sport. You know, it has to start somewhere. What's your confidence level in A&M? You told me last week the best thing for them would be, if they were wanting to get out of here with a win Saturday in the Inland Stadium, the best thing would be to beat Alabama. But now they haven't. And you mentioned that. You mentioned our conversation, which I appreciate. But what happens from here? Because that's really the million-dollar question. How do they respond? Because the odds makers, the odds makers, if you look at the numbers, they think that Alabama and Tennessee are comparable teams. I mean, not Alabama, but but A and M, and probably A and M has a little bit more talent. I mean, if you look at the way the numbers are are written right now in the power ratings, even though there's not a ranking by A and M, whatever that means. Like you were just talking about that, it's, it's a bunch of jumbled teams uh, in college football. We all know that from week to week. So, how do they respond? What do you think? Well, that's, that's you know, like I said, last week I lost money in Vegas, you know, if you gave me all those stats, and, and we just don't know. That, this is the beauty of college football. This is the kind of game that's going to make or break a season almost, you might say, for one of these teams. And, and you, you know, when you're looking at A&M, Jimbo talks about, oh, this team's different. Very young. They start like five or six seniors only. You know, that's, that's tough when you have all these young players, but it bodes well for the future. If you're able to get over that hump, this this is a good and bad game because this could be the best thing happen. They're back on CBS 2:30. Get a chance to redeem. You beat a ranked team on the road. This could be the shot in the arm that A&M needs. But then again, why would you think they're going to win on the road? They had trouble with communication in the true road game at Miami, and mm. there was less than fifty thousand people there. And they were more and less looking at each other in the stands to see who, who, who was good looking. I mean, it's Miami. Mm. I mean, Tennessee's going to be electric. They're going to have a rough time getting their signals in. So, you know, you've got to figure that's why, you know, Tennessee is a three-point favorite. So if you're A&M camp, it's hard to pick A&M to win a game because they just haven't done it. But I grew up a big Pittsburgh Pirate fan in the old days Mm -hmm. outside Pittsburgh. And Bob Prince used to say when the Pirates were in one of their many losing streaks, he'd say to start the broadcast, they're closer to a win today than they were yesterday. (laughs) Makes sense. So, you know, A&M is going to end that streak at some point. When's it going to be? Is it going to be Saturday in in, uh, Neyland Stadium? We'll see. Matt Dixon has a couple of numbers for you. Uh, feel free to steal them if you'd like. You probably know them, but one of them you do know. A&M is 0-9 in, in the SEC in SEC road games as an underdog under Jimbo Fisher. And that's one. <laughs> know that, yeah. That's a great number. And the second one is this. Tennessee is 13-0 and in SEC games when they outrush their opponent. They are 1-7 in Southeastern Conference games under this coach uh, when they don't. Wow. That is good. That is it. You know, so. Statistics never lie. Scoreboard never lies. You know, it's like that's why we try to do – that's why we throw all this garbage out at times. But then when the game's over, you look back, oh, yeah, man, that was right. That's why it happened. That's why, you know, Jenna's stats, stats are great. But 
it all gets down to human beings. What's Jimbo going to do on third and one this time at the 19 or fourth and one? What's what's Heifel? Because it's funny. I was on not yeah. you know I do a local radio show or whatever. <laughs> yesterday someone says, "Well, hey, Jimbo was didn't have the edge in coaching against Saban. Who have the edge on Heifel? Because he's been around long. He's won a national check. We'll see. You know, I mean that those are the kind of things you don't know about." Yeah, those are the things you don't know about. I'll tell you this: this Heupel guy's a real sharp cook, and he's a pretty good game manager. Uh, oh yeah, Tennessee will lose some games under him. <clears throat> Many times, it's not because he uh, goes away from his tenants. Heupel walks out on that field knowing who he is. I mean, he's going to go on fourth down. He's going to play aggressive. He, he's a lot like that guy, that Sirianni guy that coaches the Eagles. You kind of get what you get, and they force you to play your game, uh, force you to play their game rather. You know, you were talking about the numbers. I just can't get off and go 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 over, get over this thing that happened with Alabama last week. Fourteen penalties, as you talked about, win a turnover battle. You hold them at twenty-three yards rushing. They're four of twelve on third downs, and and they gave up six sacks. Robert, you told me off the air. Generally, in a Southeastern Conference game, if you do two of those things as a defense, you're going to win a game. A and M did like five of them and still got beat. It's incredible. It's incredible, and the number one thing that I look at in this game, believe it or not, is the fact is it's the Alabama hangover. Physically, mentally, they're draining. It's draining. A&M's got to come back and play. Tennessee's had a week off. Their players getting over their bumps and bruises, and Heupel has had an extra week to see how he's going to attack Barry in that A&M secondary and A&M in general, you don't have any substitute for extra time because you can't make extra time if you're Jimbo. Hypo in Tennessee had extra time, and A&M didn't. Major, major advantage to the Vols, unless they come out rusty. Unless they come out rusty, which, again, you don't. But they tough to see yeah. anybody doing that in college football. Not not when you're in front of a hundred thousand of your own fans. I mean, you know, it's like I no doubt about it. You're right. You're right. It could happen. Yeah. but I wouldn't bet on that either. That's the other thing about that game. I'm not trying to belabor a point here, but A and M. I'm thinking when they got the turnover early in the third quarter on Milrow, I'm thinking they're going to go down the field, make it a two score game, and it's going to be ball game. Johnson turns the ball over two plays into that possession. I don't know what he was doing. It was like well, an unforced throw, whatever, bad read, whatever that was. But to me, that's where the game turned. Like last night, the Phillies game, this Turner guy doesn't pay attention at shortstop for the Phillies on a ball thrown into the field. And Acuna run, running the bases like a madman, paying attention with great base running scores a run. That's how you lose those games. It's those moments right there where you just kind of have your laps and and that's the thing I think that really got A and M the other day because I think they were going to go down the field and score and they were going to win that game. That's what it looked like to well, me. Well, also let's not forget Burton. The great game he had, he fumbled. He had a cat, big catch, and he fumbled. And A and M did not take advantage of that either. So once again, is Alabama was able to manage the change yep. of momentum. Can you handle yeah. the change of moment? And they did that on the road. That's yes. tough because, like you mentioned, that is tough to do. But that's why Alabama is Alabama, and that's why A&M 
is trying to circle the wagons this week because they didn't handle change of momentum. Which Gary Danielson, by the way, Gary Danielson doesn't believe in momentum, the guy doing the game, but that's not a story for another day. How an adult can do a football game, can be in sports all his life, can be in locker rooms all his life. I mean, I wrote my blog this week, what, was the moon landing staged? Is JFK going to appear at Dealey Plaza again, like those people think that showed up down there? I mean, what's next from Gary Dan- You don't believe in momentum. Can you imagine that, being an adult around sports and not believing in momentum? Well, sometimes, you know, Gary is the same disease I have. Talks too much. You know, it's like, <laughs> think, think, think before you talk. Just because you're on a radio show and somebody says something, if, if you don't know it, if you wing it, you're probably going to look like an idiot. Well, that's my daily existence, and I appreciate you. Hey, listen, if folks want to reach out to you, because you are, as far as I'm concerned, you're a member of the, this, this dysfunctional radio family in good standing, and I need to get you a copper card so you can come up here and enjoy yourself. Uh, when will you be arriving? Oh, like I said before, it's Saturday, right? Everything. We're flying into Atlanta. I'm driving. Right. We're driving like halfway. We're going to spend some night and some Lovely little town there in about 100 miles, and then we'll drive in Saturday, and and uh, looking forward to it. Then we're going to drive back to Atlanta. People go, oh, what you do on, you, on your road trip to Clemson? I covered a game. That's what I did. Come on. This is, uh, you know, it's not a vacation. I'm actually working. You're like a rock singer, man. You just get on. You see the inside of the hotel. You get in, get out, you know? That's it, baby. That's it. You know, and just enjoy enjoy the seven hour, eight hours you're at the stadium. That's what it's all about, baby. You could be the man, brother. I was going to treat you to uh, a world class meal, but maybe some other time. Robert Cessna, tell the living listener how they can find your work, and I thank you. Yes, easy to find. Go to the eagle.com, go to aggiesports.com. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm not a social guy. I'm the old-fashioned. Call me or email me. I'm an idiot, but that's okay. You won't be able to tweet it at me. Call me maybe. Love you, brother. Robert Cessna, you're the man. Take it easy, guys. Peace. And that guy, he didn't have to tell me he's from Pittsburgh. He's pure Pittsburgh to the core, that dude. That's a cool dude right there, Bri. Yeah, and he's, he's been out in College Station for a while. I love I, him. If I'm not mistaken. I love him. He is pure Yenzer, man. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that somebody wrote an article comparing our fan base to the Yenzers? Us to sort of the Yenzers? No, kind of our it wasn't an program. article. They, they, did, they did something where they, they gave it every SEC team like a comparable NFL franchise that sort of, I guess they compare a bunch of stuff, and they put Tennessee's with the Steelers. Yeah. X just said, that guy is right. He talks too much. He said, that clown, we get it. Tennessee hasn't played anybody yet. He said, Basilio, that guy said it ten times. X, what do you want me to say? We haven't played anybody. What do you want me to do? And they play people. I mean, they played that K.J. Jefferson. Is there anybody we've seen? Yes, I'm trying to think of a year where... Tennessee's had a easier non-conference schedule than what they've had this year. Plus, the, what's happened in the league? I mean, they're five games deep, and the one team they've seen that's okay is Florida, and we didn't do too well there. I think that was the I think that was the Cooper Mays effect. I've been pretty consistent about that. <clears throat> People want me to go hard on our staff over that game. I just think that they were behind the chains all night and discombobulated. 
Can you imagine being an A&M fan and knowing, kind of like I know as a Phillies fan, what's getting ready to happen in this series, which is another reason why my exchange with that uh, with that listener is really aggravating me, because we, we should be winning that series 2 to nothing, and I know what's getting ready to happen, and so do Braves. But Braves fans have the history, too, so we're both kind of like in each other's heads or in our own heads over what's about to happen here. This A&M bunch, if you can just create enough juju, they'll go lay in their socket, their losing socket. They'll go find the losing socket and lay in it. Alabama committed 14 penalties. Alabama lost a turnover battle. Alabama rushed for 23 yards on the road. Alabama was 4 of 12 on third down on the road. Alabama gave up six sacks, nine other hurries. A&M forced Milrow into and still won the game. Won the game. And Bino, Brian, that clown wants to throw dirt on Saban. Bino? Matt Dixon, who's on assignment today, wants to throw dirt on Saban. Would you like to throw dirt on Saban, Bry, after getting up from that? Well, last year he lost two games, both on the last play. Think about it. Yeah. It's not like they were just complete. Now, they were fortunate they could have easily lost more, but Saban's not going to lose more. I'm going to do something I need to do on the other side. I'm going to apologize to the guy that was texting me last night. I feel bad about show now today so we'll do that after this this is big lou maddox and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle tennessee wkom 101.7 fm columbia celebrate you with a new vehicle from chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you we're talking cars trucks and suvs and if you're in the business of selling your vehicle we've got you covered we'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us at chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest cdjr dealership in tennessee find your new ride today when you visit chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? 
Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, five ninety nine a pound. Assorted pork chops, a dollar seventy nine a pound. Green cabbage, fifty nine cents a pound. Niagara twenty four pack water, three for ten. And Coca Cola six packs, three for ten. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale, October twelfth to the fourteenth. But I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh man, fantastic! Thank you, and we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West Seventh. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are seven a.m till 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. There's great specials, fantastic staff. And, uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And uh, I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. All right. So you evolve on my emotional roller coaster, and this is part of the magic, right? Jennifer told me yesterday, it's like, I'm, you know, your show is just so, like, kind of real. And I got like 13 minutes to play here, and if you want to get in, 865-200-5402. I was telling Brian this, and the people on Twitter Spaces have, have heard me. But, um, and by the way, I want to thank our last guest for appearing on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Here's the deal. So I started out today's show. I got texted last night during the game by somebody out of this audience, but I said some things I just shouldn't say. First of all, I do consider that person a friend, though I said hastily that I didn't, and I was dismissive toward him. He's been somebody that's been very good to people down through the years in this audience, which I appreciate. I made him sound like because I was very angry that he has no redeeming value, which I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I've known him for forever, since he was a kid, and I feel really badly about some of the things I said in the first hour and the way I went on and on about it. Even though it is a worthwhile topic, which is how we kind of treat each other uh, during those moments, especially those moments while it's happening during a game. And so to him, I want to say, and to anybody listening, I want to say, I'm sorry for the way that came across. And I said some things I shouldn't have said in the first hour. So that's just on my conscience, that's on my heart, that's on my soul. I consider that person, like, I'm not going to go blocking that person. I will still interact with that person. I said something earlier about hitting that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I would never do that. Um, I am just extremely emotional. The, Josh is right. Uh, caller Josh, Big Josh, the, 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 the baseball thing is such a brilliant game that it takes you to a place emotionally for those of us called to it. And it, it does things to you that it just ought not do. And, and I'm going to be somebody who will self-assess enough here, live with you to be real enough to say, hey, I was really kind of over my skis, out of bounds in the first hour, and it's not good. That's, not just, that's just not who I want to be. I just don't want to use this show to, to beat up on somebody. I wanted to use the show to talk about that topic and, and, and what's in play and what's not. And I still think that's worthwhile. That's a worthwhile discussion if you have a thought on that, having. Um, but I don't want to use the program to go, you know, I don't like that person. He's not really a friend. That's not true. So to him, I consider you a friend. I consider you a solid human being. I consider you a good man. I don't understand why you texted me last night. You still urinated me off that you did that. But I am sorry for going off. I shouldn't have done that. 
So uh, I'm just trying to, to do the program as the imperfect a person that I am. Um, I like to tell you this. I'm about 99.99% perfect. But it's that, it's that little imperfection there that just kind of keeps us all honest. Actually, I really screwed up in the first hour. So I, I hope you will forgive me. I hope he'll forgive me. Let's go to the phones. But, I, I, but I'm not apologizing for clapping back at him. I'll clap back at people all day long to jump in my space. Two conversations there. And Brian producing this show all these years in our pre-production and brian i never even told you who it was brian considers that a pretty interesting topic don't you brian like the way we treat each other during these events when we have these phones in our hands well you know part of part of what makes good discussion is something that happens recently like last night yeah and how you react and how you respond to certain things you know what's the right way what's the wrong way should you ignore it yeah, and a couple you people know, called me and were said, they out of hey, line? were you out of line? Yeah, and a couple people called me, like there are some people here on Twitter who have said, Basilio, you need to grow up, man. You shouldn't be clapping back at people. And you know what? Maybe you're right. I don't know that I'm going to change in that regard. But when I'm saying the things I'm saying in the first hour about somebody that, somebody that I care about who's was behaving the way, I, you know, in a way I wouldn't act toward him in a games per, uh, per se, it doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't mean I need to vilify him on here. That's all. With the talking about the subject, because he's still a really decent, good guy. Uh, it's just that this sports thing does something to all of us, and it did something to me there in the first hour, and I wanted to get that out. So I was wrong, and I apologize. Let's go to our phones. And we'll do a TLD Logistics Overdrive over time, and I'm, I'm just trying to trying to live my life before you here. Uh, hello and welcome in. On the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Welcome in. Hey, Tony, Josh. Under wings. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Congratulations to your Braves last night, man. Glad they were able to get a dub for you. Thank you. So are we not doing your birthday Friday, Joshy boy? It's uh, 27, Tony. My birthday's on Halloween. Okay, so when, when is, what, what, what day is this on the calendar right now? Uh, today is actually the 10th. Okay, so we're not even close to your birthday. Okay, so we'll do it at the end of the month. What I um, what I want to do, I want to surprise him. It's uh, well, we'll talk about this on the we'll talk about this off the radio because I don't want him to get back to him. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Tony. Uh, what I wanted to say is yeah. All I'm going to say is to that caller who texted you last night, I think that was kind of bad on his part, like uh, clapping at you. Well, have you ever had friends that do that to you, like that will uh, feel the need? I mean, I just don't feel the need to do that to people. Do you feel the need? I have a friend who, he's a Gators fan, God rest rest him, but... uh, no longer with us. Like after every game, some of the games Tennessee like uh, pissed their pants against Florida. He admittedly texted me and right. 
we we like to mess around. We yeah. know it. Yeah. We know it's all love and game. Did did he pass away on you? No, he's still alive. Oh, he's still alive. Okay, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah he's still alive. But uh, I just think Tony, the people you personally know, I think yeah. that's okay to do. Yeah. Well, I personally know this guy. Yeah. But it's a fine line there because, like, we're not texting buddies, would, you know, that kind of like thing. A, I would say, like, an hour or two, like you said earlier. Yeah, you give me an hour or two, I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll be back. If, at Last night, an hour or two later, I was sitting back on my bed, strumming my guitar, trying yeah. to work through what I just saw. That's what I was doing last night. I was listening to WIP out of Philadelphia, listening to Jack Fritz and, and James too. Seltzer, and you listened to him, too. Yeah. And it was hilarious. And they were like, look, you know, it's one game. It hurts. But we got a game Wednesday afternoon. It's going to be a great series, Josh. It's going to go five games, and you guys are going to win in five. That's what I predicted. Some uh, some of those callers were overreacting. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? They're, they're just like our fan base. That's why, that's why I uh, love our fan base so much. They remind me of those Philly people. Yeah. Tell and then when we were throwing stuff at Lane Kiffin... I knew I was home. It took like 35 years later for me to realize, 87 to last year or two years ago, that I realized I was home. Because when we bombarded Lane Kiffin's yeah. sidelines, I said, those are my, while the rest of the media was decrying it, I was saying, those are my peeps. My peeps. You know, but, uh, what I don't like about the rest of the media decrying that is trying to act like it never happens anywhere else. Well, exactly. When there's there's examples every every, every week, week. happens somewhere else. Exactly. Hey, Brian, Braves fans the other but night. They don't say a word. Yeah. Josh, what was yeah. the call when they threw stuff on the field the other night? What Do you remember the Saturday night game, Braves fans? I think uh, they were looking like at a check. Oh, you're right. It was the interference play. Did the, 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 the ball hit the, the bat? And I never saw the bat hit the glove. But afterwards, your catcher said, and by the way, Caduce to Snicker last night for having the right catcher in the game who hits Wheeler really well. Darn no. And hitting the home run last night. That's really what got you guys going. Yeah. But, uh, Tone, do you think we can make a uh, Poly Joe useful in, uh, no. Buy me some lunch at Calhoun's Friday on the river. No, we can't make Polly Jones. Polly Jones no, useful. No, we can't. Polly Jones, you talking about? Um, Polish Joe. Polish Joe. I thought he said, Brian. I thought he said Polly Jones. Does Tony Polish Jones have Joe. a new nickname? Should we start calling? Uh, should we have Polly Joe and Polly Jones, Brian? No. We think Brian Polly Jones. Just call him Pojo. 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 Po yeah, Joe. Joe. Back uh, in the day in will Pojo. will Pojo call you? Let me think of this. Well, he buy he tried to buy me lunch last week. He tried to buy uh, John Adams lunch. Wow. Yep. He bought me an iced tea last week. Uh, Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, you're my man. I don't. I don't trust Joe Milton at all. Tony, I know. If, uh, if it's going to come down to Milton's arm against Texas A and M, well. Because I, I, I don't yeah. see us running at all against that Aggie defense. We're going to find out. We're going to find out what Tennessee's running game is made of this week. Because, truly, they're going to really run on a team that nobody's been able to run on. The good and, the good news is they have a cornerback, though, and it's the Berry guy, yeah. who is literally 
like a wide open highway. If you can throw the, get the ball in his vicinity, you got to get it up now. Yeah. Uh, he is. He's terrible now. I think that game tone Saturday. I think yep. it's going to be a defensive battle. Oh. I'm already pre-medicating. Can you imagine if there's a game five, and then the Vols play, and they play right on top of each other? You don't know what you're going to do with yourself, do you? Because the game will be over. The Tennessee Texas A and M will be on the air watching the Phillies. That's right. That's right. Let me me tell you. Probably start at 8 p.m. Let me tell you what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be sitting right in this studio, serving this fan base. While my family's upstairs watching that game. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be sitting in this studio, working, serving this fan base, watching Southeastern Conference football, watching Alabama, who we'll talk about next week. What time does Alabama play uh, Saturday, Brian? Noon Saturday. Oh, so I don't have to worry about that. They play Arkansas. <sighs> Who's the night game? It's uh, Missouri and Kentucky. Well, that's what we'll watch because we're going to see both of them. But uh, thank you, Josh. Gonna, yeah. Hey, hey Josh, I gotta go because I'm up against it. But I gotta uh, tell yeah. you, listen, when What's I up? counted you down and cut you off yesterday, you took that like a man, brother. Steady and strong. Not a lot of fussing and carrying on, well, brother. Out the door, tone. I hope. Uh